Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, August 28, 2017, and today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 89, the first full paragraph. Today's readers are Deb Kay on the 12 Steps, Gina R. on the 12 Traditions, Marie J. and Becky Kay will be reading the text. Um, The reference numbers for yesterday, uh, for Sunday's special edition, August 27, is 10,356. And for this morning's 7 a.m. meeting, August 28th, the reference number is 10,357. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Deb Kay to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning and thank you. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me be part of it. Have a good day. Thank you, Deb Kay. And I will now ask Gina R. to read the 12 traditions of OA. Thank you so much, Kathy Kay. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. 
lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Gina R. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 89, the first paragraph. And I will ask Marie J. to get us started. Thanks, Kathy. Marie J. from uh, Colorado, Gratefully Recovered, Chapter 7, Working with Others. Practice shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when all other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. Man, this is a power-packed paragraph. And, you know, the first thing that I want to say is practical experience. It's practical to do this, to carry the message. I relapsed two times over the last four years before I got it, the practical piece of this, that I can only hold on to my recovery by working with others. This step is to ensure my recovery. And I used to have, before, before I got this, all kinds of ego and stuff going on about sponsoring before I understood these instructions. I sponsor to stay recovered. And it's the only thing that works for my recovery. And, you know, there's other ways to intensively work with others. You know, we can work one-on-one in sponsorship, and we can also go to face-to-face meetings, and we can also share on this vision line. And this is one thing that I I specifically want to talk to, because sharing on the vision line is not easy. And I know I hear it from from lots of people, and it's it's one of the hardest things for me, because I have to have courage to speak up on these meetings, because there's a lot of recovery here. And it's really easy to let my disease tell me that I'm not enough, and that I can't add value. But what I know is that in May of 2016, when I came to Vision, there were only 25, only, there were, um, there were 2,500 people on, um, on, in this membership. And now 16 months later, there are 4,000 in this membership. So people are hearing the message right here. And as Harlan, I always hear him say, this is a renaissance, man. We have the opportunity to meet, reach sorry, so many people, and it can be intimidating if I let myself go there. The weight of it, the responsibility, what do I have to say? But the truth is always the same. We are just sharing our experience. And I find it especially helpful that when people share their struggle and their weakness, it's our weakness that binds us and it allows us to share the truth. And this 
paragraph says, you can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. As I take people through this book and these steps, I always try to share my struggle with, with each step and what happened and how I got past it. And, and when I share my weakness, I'm vulnerable and I don't run the risk of superiority getting into my sponsorship. You know, just because I'm recovered, I'm not immune from this disease. I carry this message to reinforce myself and I teach what I need to learn. And humility is always at the top of my list of things I need to practice. And if I'm carrying this message through my experience, then I'm relating my struggle and the solution and bringing hope to someone who only has the solution today or only has the struggle today and no solution. So my job is to walk them through the book that has the instructions for the solution and nothing ensures immunity from my own disease is working with others. I get to be recovered every day because I carry this message and I'm willing to speak up. And that's what I got. Thanks. Thank you, Marie J. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Hi, it's Naomi B. Ginger C. Oh, wait, one second. Um, I have Naomi B. Ginger C. um, And who else? Barbara Barbara E. Seth B. Seth B. Wendy M. Okay, I heard somebody before Wendy M. Somebody R. Who was that? Gina. Gina. Gina R. Okay, great. So we're going to stop there for now. I have Naomi B. Ginger C. Barbara E. Beth B, Gina R, and Wendy M. Anyone I missed, I'll pick you up in the second round. Please go ahead, Naomi B. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for your service. Good morning, my family. Wow, this is Naomi B, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Uh, oh, this is just amazing. This just is absolutely amazing. You can secure the confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. And then I love going back to what Bill said about, okay, um, I, I soon found that when all other measures fail, work with another alcoholic would save the day. And what I had a situation that happened last night. I'm, I'm so honored to be, uh, honored and humbled to be a sponsor and I was working with a sponsee last night, and we were getting ready to read We Agnostics. And she said, wait, I have to tell you something. And I said, okay. And she said, I picked up some candy. And I said, okay. And, you know, of course, the typical question was, what preceded this? And, you know, we were talking a little bit about it. And I said, well, let's go back and just reread some of the doctor's opinion. And she started to cry. And I said, well, she was crying, and I heard her sniffling. And I said, are you okay? She said, no, I'm crying. And I said, well, what's going on? And she said, you're not going to fire me? She said, well, I was working with my last sponsor, and I picked up, and she fired me. And I said, no. I said, you are helping me just as much as I am helping you. I said, we are equal. And that's what this disease does. It doesn't make anybody superior to the other. It levels the playing field. And it was beautiful. So we read together and we shared. And it's just an amazing, you know, my sponsees thank me, but it's like I have to thank them because they're enabling me to continue to be abstinent. And thank you, God, I am. And I just feel so humbled and so appreciated and so blessed that I can spread the word and carry this wonderful message. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. Um, Ginger C., please go ahead. Hi, good morning, Kathy, and thank you for your service, and welcome to everyone on the line, especially the newcomer. Oh, I love, love this sentence. You know, nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. So on page 97, this says a kindly act once in a while is not enough. You know, it's intensive work. And we do intensive work on vision because we read line by line to help these people to see this book, to see these clear-cut directions. 
that will save their lives if they follow it precisely. You know, and I love that, that you can help when no one else can. You carry depth and weight. You know, your experience, strength, and hope can save them and get them out of the quicksand. And you can secure their confidence when others fail because they know you get it. When I heard my sponsor talk about sugar as heroin, I was like, game on. You know what I'm talking about. You know how I eat and you know how it affects me. So it's amazing this work, but especially, you know, how it saves the day. I loved going back to Bill's story. Um, Someone just mentioned it, that, yeah, you know, it saves the day when all other measures failed, and it is a design for living that works in rough going. And I will never forget the day that I had to call 911 on my son. And it was the most painful experience probably of my life. And I was only six months out of the food. And I'm so grateful again that my sponsor said, Ginger, you are going to go through this thing called life because I have avoided life like the plague. It was too uncomfortable. It was too hard. And I couldn't do it. So that's why I ate my entire life until 24 years of sobriety when I found this big book in these clear-cut directions. But that day was unbelievably painful and I knew my directions and the police and everybody had left about 5 p.m. that day and I had a call with a sponsee at 6 p.m. to read Bill's story and I knew my obligation because it says, you know, if you take these responsibilities, never avoid them, but be sure you are doing the right thing if you assume them. You follow through and thank God for these sponsees because when life gets really hard, I want to stop. And that's when I really get in trouble because I stop losing my power. I stop holding God's hand. And it's this work that we do that keeps me connected and going through it. But of the seven sponsees I had at that time, I shared my story with her to let her know, you don't have to eat over this stuff. This stuff is like really hard right now. And I can't believe that I'm even talking with you and doing these next right thought and action. But I'm sharing this with you because I want you to know I ate so many bites over this boy, and today I'm not eating over him. And then she says that to me. You know, it's interesting. I have the exact same story as what you're going through right now, except I had a daughter and you have a son. And I want you to know that I'm so proud of you. And I want you to know, too, that my daughter is clean and sober. A gentle and she's going, she's going to, okay, she's going to be a police officer. So who's saving who? Her message gave me so much hope in a time of such darkness and despair. So I love this program. I love these words, and I love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ginger C. Barbara E., please go ahead. Thank you. May I be heard? Yes. Oh, wonderful. My heart goes out to everyone who's suffering, especially to those suffering people in Texas and in Louisiana. Uh, It's just beautiful to be on this meeting today. I'm normally on the 7 a.m. meeting, but this is such a powerful paragraph. I have done weight loss programs for years, nine times before I got to OA, always lost weight. But those people did not understand me. You understand me. I am a compulsive overeater, and I want to stay in recovery. And the only way I feel I can stay is to be the vessel to pass the message on to other suffering compulsive overeaters. It is such a privilege to be walking the walk with other people because as my sponsor taught me, I want to be that person that can help another suffering overeater to find relief and recovery through intensively working through the big book. If need be, starting over again, in the doctor's opinion, never giving up, 
because I never wanted anyone to throw up their hands in despair and give up on me the way I gave up on myself time after time after time, losing hundreds of pounds, uh, well over a hundred each of nine times before I found the rooms of OA 21 years ago and the deep, intensive study of the big book with a wonderful sponsor who gave me many assignments. And even though I'm in step 12, I am still getting assignments from her to work, to write on the 19 principles of OA, to write on the traditions of OA, to write, to work, to reach out, to make calls. I love getting calls. And I am here for anyone who wants to do a 10th step. I learn from them and their honesty every single day. I'm so grateful for this program. Thank you. I can't wait to go to the convention and see all the hundreds of people and perhaps put faces to their names. Thank you for your service. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Beth B., please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. This is Beth B. calling from Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, I am a compulsive overeater. Uh, I am in recovery today. Thanks to the program for that. I'm going to share some weakness uh, that I'm experiencing currently, and it, it, it comes right down to this working with others. Uh, you know, the the ego that gets in the way um, is, I used to not understand that ego was also extremely low self-esteem and that I have nothing of value to offer anyone. Um, and and it, it, it's kind of a form of reverse ego that makes me afraid uh, to pick up the phone Uh Picking, picking up the phone and making phone calls is something that my sponsor has encouraged me to do, and um, I, I struggle with that. I struggle with that, and I believe that's part of working with others is picking up the phone because, uh, as it was explained to me, um, you never know. You may be pick, you know, picking up the phone at the right moment for someone uh, and keeping them from picking up. Heck, I can't even hardly make a phone call to keep myself from picking up. So... Uh, you know, this paragraph for me uh, just reinforced what I've been learning from my sponsor in the last couple of days, uh, you know, working with others. It's, it's uh, intensive work with others, uh, daily work with others. I wanted to share that, and with that, I will pass. Thank you, Beth B. Gina R., please go ahead. Thank you, Kathy Kay. This is Gina R. I'm gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. And um, I am one of the people who had what I call off-the-wall recovery from um, a sister fellowship. And I had many, many years in that program. But I never... Uh, work the steps the way uh, they're outlined and how we do it here today. And so my journey with this started back in um, May of 2016, and I got recovered. I felt recovered around October, and that's when I started working with others. And as it happened, most of the people that um, I've been able to work with have had some experience either with OA or some other 12-step program, much like mine. And so it felt very um, doable for me. But I have been uh, in transition, moving from Colorado to Arizona, and my sponsor was um, judicious in making sure that I didn't overextend myself. And so I... I haven't had like a brand new sponsee um, in a few months. And last week was the week where I really felt like, all right, it's time to roll up my sleeves and do this. 
And I am so excited to say that I have been presented with somebody who's never cracked open a big book. And at first I was um, feeling a little um, scared, but I realized it really was more um, an excitatory preparation, just knowing that all I have to do is follow what my sponsor did for me. And so today we started from the very first, the title page. And I can remember um, bristling when I did that and saying, well, why do we have to do that? And my ego got cut down right away. And when I understood that that resembled how I have done life for the most part, where I would just cut and run. I thought that I knew what needed to be done and I would just get onto the solution. And I never paid attention to um, foundational pieces. And so this morning when we did that, there was only one thing that popped out to her. And when we got done with going through the title page and the, the table of contents, she was amazed at how much got unpacked and how relevant it was. So I am so excited and so thrilled uh, to be in this position to walk somebody who's never seen this book before. And I'm so grateful for everybody who's gone before me here. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Gina R. Wendy M., please go ahead. Yes, good morning. It's Wendy M., recovered in Colorado, grateful for the abstinence I have. Thank you. God. And um, thank you, Kathy, for your service. So I also adore this chapter. And um, the first thing I want to say is for about 15 years, I sponsored in in OA, um, but I was winging it. I had no idea how to sponsor. They're just, you know what, you don't know what you don't know. And um, like nobody came to me and said, this is how it works. And you're going to read this chapter. And um So, you know, doing the best we can. And then I come to vision about a year and a half ago. And what a relief that I had a sponsor who walked me through the book um, and showed me how to do it. I mean, the the great news is I have no idea how to do it. So I have a program now that says this is how it works. This is how you work with others. Um, And it it just relieved me of that, like, I better figure it out. I better be clever and convincing. Um, You know, my story should be really powerful. I really, you know, just like ways to like almost manipulate the situation with the sponsee so they would get it. But I was lost. You know, I was, I was doing the best I could with what I had. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Um, And so just so much relief today that somebody walked me through and I know how to do it. It's so empowering. I can't even explain it. Um, the other thing that comes to mind with working with others is that, um, for the first time in my life, useful, I'm useful and I ate over not being useful my whole life. I didn't even know I wasn't being useful. I just knew I was not connected to a higher power. I was not connected at all. I thought about how can I use people? How can I be selfish? Um, and so this usefulness is, there's nothing like it. It's, it feels so much better than any food could ever feel. I can't explain it any other way. And, um, and because of that, I'm doing an esteemable act. So I get esteem. So I get esteem from actually, like my actions, how I'm actually working with others. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, and, you know, I just, um, oh, and then the whole thing about the nodding head, um, that we have confidence where others fail. Yes. Absolutely, of course. In my first meeting 16, 17 years ago in Los Angeles, um, you know, I spoke and people nodded their head and then they spoke and I nodded my head and there was nothing like it. I was home. I was home. I was home, you know. And there's people today that I can pick up that phone and tell them every detail of every secret that I'm currently having. And the relief that I get from that, the sense that I am home that um, that there's somebody else on the line who can hear it um, is unbelievable. I don't have to eat over this stuff, not just because I'm entirely abstinent, but because 
I can share all of these secrets, all of this shame, all of my story with another human being, and they get to share it with me. There's nothing like it. I got time. my time. Uh, thanks so much for letting me share it. Thank you, Wendy. Wendy M., that was okay. I can take another group. Who would like to share? Leati D. Sherry K. Becky K. Becky K. Sherry K. Sherry K. I have. Uh, if you can wait just a minute, I'm going to that. Viat T. B. Laura C. Sherry K. B. Dana K. Dana K. Carrie K. Becky uh, K. Reggie Becky K. O. Is that who that was? Yes. Yeah. Elaine D. Okay. Um, somebody. Becky yeah. K. Kathy K. Okay. Here's who I have. Who is that last one? Um, Becky is in B, not Kathy, but Becky. Oh, Becky K. Sorry, Becky. Okay. So I have um, Liat T B, Lori C, Sherry K B, Dana K, Reggie O, Elaine B, and Becky K. And we'll hopefully be able to hear all of you. Please begin, Liat. Are you there, Liat? Okay. I guess he's having trouble unmuting. So um, let's go to can Lori. Can you hear me? I'm oh, sorry. now can I can hear me? you. Okay, Liat, go ahead. Good morning. I'm sorry. Liat, uh, Recovered Composable Vader. Thank you for everyone on the line and um, wonderful shares. Um, wow. This is an amazing um, uh, a little paragraph, uh, you know, you know, I had to, I have to work with others, the whole thing of, uh, if, if all else fell, and, you know, we were, I was reading with someone yesterday, uh, Bill's story, you know, where this came from, you know, that Bill had an amazing experience, a lot of us, I am jealous of, of him, of this amazing experience that he had with, you know, Overnight, there was a switch within a second that he he recovered within a second. Right away, all of a sudden, the light came in in the hospital on his third visit and all that. And the thing is that, you know, it, said, it says later that life hit him. You know, for a year and a half, he doesn't find a job. And this is a very successful human being, you know. If, if alcohol was only his problem, he would be, a, he was a genius. He had ideas that were genius and he made money and he, he was a very um, creative human being. So here he started developing, it says resentment and, and uh, so he was feeling feelings that he couldn't handle in a year and a half my job. So he had financial insecurity. So the idea that I always had, and once I get clean from my food and I'll lose the weight, you know, life will be all perfect get smashed got, for me got smashed very quickly just like bill and so bill said that you know he had to look for other uh, alcoholics he thought maybe that will help him get out of himself and you know and i need to remember that that's why i do that i don't do i don't go work with others so i can have a phd in 12 step program you know so i will be uh, a better star you know i i work because i build up resentment i walk around fearful, frightened, in anxiety. I am not well, you know. Yeah, my food is down. I look good. I have good, you know, I don't have any excess weight on me as I used to. But I still have the mental obsession and I need to be free from it. So when I work with others, I need to bring humility into it like was shared before, you know. And the book says, you know, to the sponsee, we pocketed our pride when we go to another person. Well, I need to pocket my pride, too, when they come to me because I'm just as messed up as they are. And we're just, 
you know, going hand in hand, helping each other. No other person can walk with me that way, though, unless they understand in their, on their own skin. Because I don't believe anybody if they don't understand on their own skin what it is to go through pain. And in the past 17 plus years, I've been through pain and happiness and different moments, you know, and God got me through it through the steps. So, yeah, this will work, you know, but there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of, you know, and I need to be humble when working with others and to humble myself so I can have a sponsor too. I can't just work with others and I don't have a sponsor. So, uh, anyway, this is an amazing program. It works. I love you all. See you soon. Bye. Uh, thank you, Liat TV. Uh, Lori C., please go ahead. Good morning. Um, this is Lori T. Uh, you'll forgive me. I've gotten some dental trays. <laughs> My speech isn't that awesome. Um, yeah, I really love how 12 builds on 10 and 11 because in my 10th step, I have to turn and find somebody I can help. In 11, you know, I'm praying for what I can do each day for those who still suffer. And when I get to 12, you know, I'm carrying that out. One thing I particularly like to do is um, hop on other phone lines and call those newcomers and say, have you ever been to a Vision for You website? Um, I don't recall actually if that's how I was led to Vision or if I just Googled it, but um, I do find, and, and when I talk with these people, they are still very, very much suffering and I often will recontact them and say, well, did you have a chance to check out the doctor's opinion? Because sometimes I'll just leave a suggestion to listen to a special edition or to show up at one of these meetings if they can. And it's so wonderful to hear the relief and the joy in their voices where they, like I and like many people sharing this morning here and every day, say, I'm hearing something different on a vision for you. I'm feeling hope. I'm feeling happy after a very short time being here. And um, <clears throat> I really enjoy that so much, along with working with sponsors. But I also want to say step 12, like every other step, is very spiritual. You know, there's this ebb and flow of people that come into my life. And sometimes, um, even this weekend, for instance, I was just having just a momentary thought of self-pity and sure enough, the phone rang. It was someone who had asked me to take a step 10. She was just calling to say hello, and I could exchange mine with hers, and it was ever so wonderful and delightful because God is doing these things I can't do for myself in so many, many ways, including step 12. And so with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Lori. Terry KB, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Thank you so much for your service, Kathy. And here we are at Step 12. Um, you know, the first word that jumps out at me is immunity, and that means freedom. It means to um, being able to resist a disease, um, protection, and a defense. So what it's telling me is that if I want to stay abstinent, I need to be working with others. Um, you know, we talk a lot on the line about living in 10, 11, and 12, and so here we are at 12, and what does that mean? For me, it means that I work with others, that um, I was taken through this book um, a certain way, um, which I'm so appreciative of. I've been around the rooms a long time. I'd been a sponsor in the past, but the way I was sponsored going through the book this way was amazing and had amazing uh, effects on me, and so therefore I do it the same way. Um, I take people through this book. And um, this is, it says it is our 12th suggestion. So when we look at step 12, it's having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. We try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So for me, it's telling me if I carry this message, it means carrying the message in this book. And, you know, I've done a lot of other 12-step work within the branches of OA, but not like this. And so I love this work, and I love working with others, and it gives me freedom, and it never fails. It works. 
And, you know, I can only carry this message if I've been through this work myself, and, and I have. And so I know that even when something's going on in my life, being useful and helping others, and that doesn't – it also means, you know, taking people through the steps, but it also means, like, being an example and going to meetings that possibly are suffering – um, I hear a lot of people talk to me about, well, I like this meeting better than the face-to-face meeting. And I tell my sponsors, you know, the purpose of for me to work with you is to um, help help you get unblocked and connect with a higher power, go through the steps so that you too can help turn and help someone else and be useful. Um, and so part of that being useful is going to meetings and you know, I tell people when they've done their fifth step, please go to a meeting and tell someone, you know, you've done your fifth step and what it was like for you because when we share this message, however we choose to share it, however useful we can be with working with others, that's what we do. Um, that's what I've been taught, and I'm so grateful for that. And I couldn't do it without my higher power, and I couldn't do it without all of you. And I'm just so grateful to be able to be useful and to work with others. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sherry KB. Dana Kay, please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Dana Kay, recovered in Missouri. Kathy, if you would please time me this morning, and thank you so much for your service. So first of all, um, in this chapter, Working with Others, um, I just want to send a special blessing out to my own sponsor and all of those on the line that are living in 10, 11, and 12 and sponsoring each day. It's only because of your sacrifice uh, that those that are new coming along or those in relapse can find the message, which is a great message of hope that this book says here, carry this message to other alcoholics. And if we go back to page 20, um, the words of that say, what do I have to do? It is the purpose of this book to answer such questions. So I love how we keep talking about that this is a textbook and that each step builds on the other. And as we get to 12, um, I just wanted to share this morning um, just a a quick little story that um, one of the changes that my higher power has worked in my life as I'm sponsoring now is to live my life with open hands and an open heart and humility. The only way that I can keep the solution today is by focusing on someone else and helping someone else in program and anybody that God puts into my life that day. Um, so my motivation um, is, is to be of service and to have love and tolerance as my code. Um, this last week, I just had a great, a great example of how this program works with Step 12. Um, I, I, uh, my sponsee and I had to part ways, and I was just feeling a little bit lost, wondering what my next step was as far as sponsoring. And I had a, a fellow recovered member um, text me and ask if I could work with her sponsee while she was on vacation. And I was just so grateful and so blessed that I was able to do that service this week and took her to the end of there's the solution. And so I got to just continue to carry this message to to someone, you know, that's still suffering in, in the food and working on step one. Um, so it's by giving of myself, and I love, and, and I'll just wrap up with this, that I love the um, St. Francis prayer for step 11. And the one line that reminds me of step 12 is, it is by self-forgetting that one finds. And I am finding a whole new way of life, a whole new way of living, and this is so much better than anything I ever could have imagined or hoped for. So if you're new to the line, um, coming back from relapse, please continue on. This chapter is for you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Dana Kay. Reggio, please go ahead. Hey, thank you, Kathy Kay, for your service this morning. Good morning, everybody. And uh, this is Reggie O, gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. And this is just really a beautiful paragraph. Even when I didn't understand it when I would read this paragraph, uh, I would read that first line. And it just, I don't know, there was some spirit about it that always just really lit me up. 
uh, practical experience that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. And you know, many years ago when I was in my early years in program, I, I really had a challenge with sponsoring. And that was because, you know, the focus was on being abstinent. And I grew up, you know, feeling like I, you know, needed to take responsibility for the world. And so when I sponsored, I, I was under the, you know, the misconception that I needed to be responsible for people's abstinence. And it just felt like too much, you know, it felt like too much for me. And plus, I felt like I needed to keep filling myself up so I would have something to give. Well, boy, that, you know, that just, that really, you know, it really turned around when I, as I've, you know, come to learn that, you know, I, my, my job has nothing to do with keeping someone abstinent. My job is to help to take them through the steps. Um, and the big book, I have the big book, I have the steps, I have my experience. And that's what, that's what I share with them. You know, that's what I share with them. And it's, uh, and it really is an amazing, uh, it's an amazing joy. I, when I, someone was taking me through the steps and uh, vision, Last uh, end of last summer and early fall, I, he used to thank me every time we would uh, read together, and I thought that is just really amazing. <laughs> I asked him about it once, and he said, "Well, you're, you know, you're probably helping me more than I'm helping you, and I'm very grateful." And, you know, and I get that today. I, I had a, um, my one my my spon- sponsee uh, sent me a text last night of a photo of some experience that she had had the day before and it was a really important experience for her and I could just see the joy and on her face and the smile and and she was thanking you know she was thanking me and the work of the book and the higher power because she could actually show up and experience the joy of this very important experience to her and someone very close to her so it's um, and the other thing that stood out for me today is that remember that they are very ill and uh, and that's just, you know, it's, it's just the truth. I mean, being plagued by this illness is really quite an illness. And it's something that is, you know, this really almost impossible to get beyond and affects every area of one's life. It certainly has mine. And, uh, you know, it's very grave. And, I, I, you know, it's good for me to remember that, that this is uh, it's a joyful experience and that, you know, we're helping, uh, you know, we're doing amazing service for ourselves and for the people that we work with because they are very ill as well as, you know, I have been very ill. So uh, really great to hear everybody this morning. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Reggio. We have about three and a half minutes. So if I could ask Elaine and Becky to each take two minutes, we can hear you both. Thank you, Elaine. Thanks so much for your service, Kathy. This is Elaine B. Recovered in Massachusetts. Great shares today. can really identify with a lot of it. Um, and, you know, when it says that uh, nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with alcoholics. You know, it says our spirituality, when that's cleared up, the 10-step promises as we recoil from a hot flame, we get in contact with our higher power, which I need that that contact with my higher power every time I work with somebody, whether it's a 10-step or bringing somebody through the book for the first time or 12-stepping somebody. I need God's direction to to know just exactly how I can help, how I can be of service. But um, so I, I see this step 12 as a vital part of my spiritual experience in continuing that. And, you know, I have to remember that I can't get anybody recovered. <laughs> I can only stay recovered and stay useful to others by continuing to do this work and work with others. And I remember having a season where I just, people were picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up, and then my higher power would direct me to let them go. And it's very hard because you build relationship with people, which is so different than coming from a place of isolation. But you know what? I was rocketed into a new direct dimension. I had a new experience, very different from what I had being a food sponsor and having people send me their food and their gratitude list every day. Here I get good orderly direction from higher power I was unblocked with, and I can help guide people through these steps. And I'm so grateful for the community that's come, the recovery that's come, the sanity that's come that keeps me here on the lines day after day. So thanks again for your service, Kathy, and everybody who's sharing. And I pass. Thank you, Elaine B. And Becky Kay, you'll be our last share today. 
Well, thank you so much for your service. This is Becky Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Maryland. And what really strikes me here is the word intensive work with others. And this is so important for so many reasons. Um, One, it says right there uh, uh, that nothing will give us immunity from compulsive overeating um, as with working with others. And we, we really have to take the time and effort to carry this message. We have to call people. We have to let people know about our program. Remember, um, we, we, don't, we don't throw the message. We carry the message. You know, our tradition says we're, we're a program of attraction rather than, than promotion. But if someone is attracted to, to you and your recovery, you have to share with them what we've done, what, what this book is about, what our meetings are about. But, but it says here, you know, not only do we get immunity, but we have to give back. Others have given so much to me. I've been in the program eight years now. I can't even tell you how many people have called me to see how I'm doing, whether I have any questions. Um, I've had numerous sponsors throughout the years for various sundry reasons, and they've always been there for me to help guide me and share with me. I have to give back. Um, Later, we're going to find on page 97, it says we have an, a responsibility, and part of that responsibility is to work with others and to do what it says here, intensive work. And, you know, we, we've heard the, you know, the term freedom isn't free. Well, I'm free from compulsive overeating, but freedom isn't free. I have to work on that. I have to work by helping others. I have to share and carry the message. And and it really is the foundation of this program. When Bill when Bill got sober and he tracked down Dr. Bob, you know, and Dr. Bob, you know, was so grateful. He's like, Well, why are you helping me? And and Bill said, Well, you know what? Because I need it. I need I need to help you to stay sober. So not only do we help each other, but we really are helping ourselves. So thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Becky Kay. Thank you, everyone, who has shared today. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 and follow that with the serenity prayer. And I believe it's Becky Kay who's going to read that for us. Yes, here I am again. Becky Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will continually disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.